Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Hey everybody, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast and I'm your host, Joshua Peak. How's everybody doing? Um, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Today I'm on location. The little sound you hear in the background is the fact that I'm outside of my wife's parents' house, her mom and pa, down in Hickox, Georgia, and... There's a road out here. You may hear a car drive by once in a while and be like, hey, what's that all that background noise? There's crickets. There's uh, the jingling of the chain from this uh, uh, swing that I'm on. And we're enjoying some nice vacation a little bit away from home. Um, I wanted to see if this was doable. I wanted to see if I was able to do a podcast this way. Are you guys even recording? It says record, but I don't see no numbers. Oh, wait, there's numbers. Okay. So, anyway, this appears to be working. I'm going to give this a shot. This is, you guys just hang with me a little bit. This is episode 116, and today's June 20-something. I don't even have my phone with me. <laughs> June 20-something of uh, 2019. Um... We are down here visiting my wife and her pa. I mean, my wife's my wife, my wife's family, uh, and her pa. And um, <clears throat> it's a bit warm out here, but I had an idea for doing this on the front porch because it's so pretty out here. If you guys are watching the YouTube video, you can see me holding up uh, my iPad Mini, talking into it. I'm using a program called uh, Voice Memos. It's, uh, you can download it onto, I think, any smart device, uh, iPhone, iPad, etc. And <clears throat> I just hit record. And whenever you're done, you save it. And then when you save it, it says sh- there's a button to share it. And I share it to the Anchor app. And then from there, I'm able to load it onto Anchor. Now, I will somehow figure out how to get this onto my iPad or not my iPad, onto my computer so I can get the little intro music, and I know you guys are crazy about the cow, so I'll figure out how to get the cow on there. But anyway, all of that stuff's going to go on there. I just got to figure out how to do it. So we came down uh, yesterday. We were able to, uh, I was able to take the day off of work, and we. Uh, my wife's like, I want to leave early. And I was like, okay, what's early for you? And she's like, I don't know, let's try to leave the house around 10. And I was like, 10? That's, that's not early, that's... Uh, Jeez, okay, 10, 10 sounds fine. She's like, what, you want to leave earlier? I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but whatever. I mean, it's fine, we'll, we'll try to leave around 10. I'll, I mean, I'll be ready, but, you know, you'll not be, of course. Um, but anyway, I get it. She's a girl, she's a home woman. She has to, you know, put her face on and whatnot and be prepared to go out and, and greet the world and uh, have, have others see her and be seen and all that stuff. So anyway... She uh she got ready, and we left around 10. We got on the interstate and um, made it down to Savannah. We went to Savannah and actually had lunch. I actually was able to um, get us into one of our favorite pizza places. I say get us into. That's, that's kind of presumptuous. Um, there's a pizza place down there called Vinny Van Gogo's. Now, Vinny Van Gogo's is a very cool place. They only take cash, so if you ever plan to go, make sure to bring cash. You can get pizza, a medium, a large, or you can buy it by the slice. Now, by the slice, each slice is like 7 bucks, but it's a big slice. Like, one slice of pizza will probably fill you up. Um, 
we got a slice each and something to drink, and we sat outside, and there was a little breeze blowing, and it was pleasant, and uh, and it was good. The problem is, is you think, okay, a $7 slice, that's not bad, but there's no parking. And I drove around for a while looking for parking, and just about everywhere where there is to park, you have to pay to park, and all of them have a sign saying, if you're going to... If you're going to park here, you got to go down there and, and pay the machine. Well, even then, you got to find this place that's open. And we're talking a Friday. So we drove around and around and around and never found a place. And right near where Vinnie Van Gogh's is, there's a place to pay to park. It's like 15 bucks. But you got to ask yourself, okay, did I come all this way to just turn around and go by, by the freeway? Or am I really going to pay $15 for parking and then go eat some $7 slice of pizza? Reality is, is we ended up paying the $15 walking over and eating us a $7 slice of pizza. Of course, after two slices with our toppings and whatnot, that's another 20 bucks, 20-ish bucks. So, you know, $35 for two slices of pizza. It's a bit pricey. Probably something we're not going to... I mean, we definitely don't do it a lot. Savannah's not exactly like it's right around the corner, so it's a, it's a trip for us no matter what we do. Pay no attention to the cars driving by if you're listening to this. Um... So anyway, uh, I enjoy going there, and you know, once we eat our, once we eat the pizza, it was like I said, delicious. The crust is so good. The, the slice, it's just the size of the slice is impressive. They make it on these giant pizza pans. I mean, a grown man, it would be a struggle for him to get his arms and reach both sides of this pizza pan. It's a big pizza pan. Um, but you know, we got done eating, and I asked my wife. I said, "So you want to walk around and justify the fifteen dollars we just paid for parking?" <laughs> she, she's like, no, not really. I mean, there's there's nothing I really need right now or want. Let's just uh, let's just go on ahead, you know, head to mom's. And I was like, all right, cool. So we got back. Uh, oh, we had to go to Fleet Feet. My wife bought some shoes, and they were uh, they were a different kind of shoe than she's used to wearing. And we had to take them back to Fleet Feet to get them exchanged for another pair. And so we had to find that place, go in there and get them to find her in the computer because she bought some stuff in Columbia and at Myrtle Beach. And one of the good things about their company is once you're in the system, like like you're in the system and they keep a track of your shoe and what you normally wear and and they can, you know, make things fit that are supposed to fit. And they go, oh, yeah, we got a record of your, yeah, you've been here a couple times and we tried this shoe, but this one didn't work, so we tried this shoe. They have an exchange policy that's up to two months, which is really good. Um, cause they, they know, Hey, you're, you're running like you're, you're not going to get the same feeling walking around here in our showroom as you will when you're out there doing your physical run. So if you go out and you run and you don't like the shoe, just bring it back for a refund, which is great or exchange, which is great. So as it turns out, uh, the lady there, she was super nice to help, you know, helping us. Um, she went in the back to look for the right size of a shoe that my wife knows works and they were just out of her size. So they had a different shoe on the shelf. Looked like it would be pretty nice. Again, she went in the back, and they were out of that size as well. So they couldn't help us with the shoes, and she said, well, I'll just go back to Myrtle Beach, or I'll call ahead and and talk to the guy that I normally do business with and see if I can get something, see if I can get him to order me a pair of these shoes in the right size. And so that's what we're going to go forward with that. But anyway... We got all that done and then got back on the freeway and, and headed down to go to her parents' house, which to get down here, you got to go all the way towards Brunswick. And at a certain point, we get off the interstate. If you're on 95, it's like exit 42, um, which is interesting because the number 42 pops up a lot in my life. 
When I was in the Marine Corps, you are given a number based upon your alphabetical rank when you're going through your little process. You know, Adams, number one, Avery, number two, you know, so on and so forth. By the time they got to peak, my number was 42. And when you have a number, you put your number in the heel of your shoe. You would write it in the heel of your shoe, every shoe that you have. So, like dress shoes. I have these leather Marine Corps dress shoes that I have spit-polished hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours um, that have number 42 written in it that I wrote back in, uh, back in 1994. And those shoes have been worn by my sons, uh, my stepson, my nephew, um, anybody that can squeeze their foot into it has worn these shoes. They're good shoes. They're comfortable shoes. They look good. They can be cleaned up really easily. Um, like I said, hundreds and thousands of hours of, of spit polishing, they look really fantastic. And they're comfortable. So graduation ceremonies, court dates, all that stuff, these guys have worn these shoes. Number 42. Now, as it turns out, I've had a lot of other things that have come up with number 42. It's just a coincidental number. When I met my wife, we go to visit her folks for the first time, and she's like, we get off on this exit, number 42. I was like, you got to be kidding me. What, what's the chances in that? So anyway, I said all that to say this. We got off on 42, started heading down the road on Highway 99, and uh, probably five minutes down the road, traffic was stopped. And I could see mm, a good half mile down the road that nobody was moving, and people were getting frustrated to the point that they were pulling out to the left side and turning around and going back. And I thought, well, where are they going? And they obviously know more about the area than I do. And I asked my wife, I said, is there a way around this? And she's like, well, yeah, but we got to go all the way back to 95 and go down to Brunswick, which is uh, two more exits. And then we can get on 30, I think she said 38 or 30. Anyway, whatever that freeway is, 25, I think it is. So anyway, we go back to 95, get back on the freeway, head down, get on the interstate. And then we have four lanes to make it, you know, the rest of the way here. Basically, once we're in Brunswick, uh, Nahana is another 35-ish miles, some 30 miles, something like that. And then you just take a left, and then you go to Hickox. Hickox is just a little small community right outside of there. Um, so anyway, we made it here, got here, and her mom was like, I got to go. We got vacation Bible school. I'm I'm cooking. I'm helping clean up in the kitchen. I'm doing stuff in the kitchen. So she's like, yeah, you know, y'all come eat some burgers. Like, okay, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll come eat some burgers. So we go down there, and there's little kids on stage, and they're singing, and and they're talking about their what they did during vacation Bible school this last week, and they they have arts and craft stuff that the teachers are showing, and the little kids have skits that they're putting on, and and it's adorable. And I'm looking through the crowd, and and you know down there at Riverside Baptist, I was actually baptized down there years ago. We came down here, and uh, a good bit and brought our kids, and they would play on the land here. And um, she's got a uh, she's got a brother. Uh, his name's Alan. And Alan and his wife, Melissa, have a couple of girls, Emma Grace and Kaylee. And Alan works outside. His, he's worked outside his whole life. He works outside framing houses and cutting grass and doing just about everything you could think of outside. So he's he's no stranger to, to being in the sun and and worrying about skin cancer and that kind of thing. And anyway, 
So Alan is out there working over time, and he gets this spot that's on his ear. I mean, it's a bad spot. Um, it looks like something's growing in his ear, and they don't know exactly what it is. Uh, they did some investigating, and they were like, I think this thing's growing like into your, into your brain. Like, this is bad. And so they were, you know, talking about cutting it out, and, and they, they were unsure of really what it was and, and why it was doing what it was doing. And, and we were all worried, you know, and legitimately so. Um, but we were down here to visit, I want to say, for, for like a week or so. And it was, I think it was, uh, I don't even remember what time of the year it was. Maybe it was summer because the kids were home. Um, but we went up to the church one night. We had, to, we had a prayer that night. And everybody in the church gathered hands and prayed for Alan and his family and hoping that everything was going to come out okay. And I remember that was the night I got saved. That was the night I, I, I basically made a deal with God. I didn't, make a, I didn't make a deal. It's wrong to say I made a deal, but I kind of did make a deal. I told God, I said, listen, it, it, I know this is ultimately in your hands. Whatever you choose, you're going to choose. But, you know... I know you've been trying to get my attention for a while. I know you've been trying to, to reach me, and I've, I've fought it every step of the way, and I'm done fighting. If this is your will, so be it, but, but help this family in some way. If it means that it involves me, I don't, then fine, use me however you need to use me. If I'm supposed to, to help out in, you know, by being the uncle that steps in and, and does more with them, if we're supposed to help out financially to help their family, if, if, if prayer in our group means that, that we can somehow help this guy get better or his family move forward, then I'm in. I'm all in. It's, all, it's up to you. I get that. I understand that. I have no control. But please help Alan. That was my prayer. And I made a, a formal public declaration, and I told them that I got saved and I wanted to be baptized in the Satilla River. There's a muddy river that runs right by the, the church at the Riverside Baptist. That's why they call it Riverside, because it's beside the Baptist. It means beside the, the river. Um, and I said, I want to be baptized in that muddy river. I don't want to be baptized in that pool up there behind the pulpit. I want, I want to be in the river. Um... So it all happened. It, it all came together, and a miracle happened. Um, right after that, Alan's ear got better. Whatever was there went away. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to how to describe what happened. Um, but that family, this family, touched my heart in a way that I can't explain. And, and, and his daughters, you know, as my nieces, I bonded with immediately. And I was willing to surrender. That was the biggest thing. In my heart, in my soul, I was willing to surrender and say, whatever your will is, use me. Let me help this family in any way I can and if it means through prayer if it means through sacrifice whatever it means help them not have a loss of their daddy and it worked it totally worked 
And if, if you know, if if my declaration of of how prayer and surrender can help others realize that prayer and surrender can help them, then so be it. But but you know, this is an example, just one of the many that people here you know talk about of how prayer works, salvation, surrender, all that stuff. What doggy? What you barking at? I got a little doggy up here barking at me. What dude? Go see what it is. You hear that? He's gonna, he's gonna go chase after whatever that noise is. Sounds like somebody on a golf cart. Anyway, so if you're listening on the on the audio right now, you're like, dude, what's up with the dog? Why are you got? The-? Listen, this is an experiment. I'm doing this outside. I'm, I'm hopefully this will be nice. Hopefully you guys will be like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I gotta dig it, man. It's all natural. There's there's ambiance and stuff going on, man. I dig it. So hopefully that's the case. I am enjoying sitting in this uh, rocking chair. That's that's a nice little additive. Oh, that's her paw. He's going to the store. Kate said she needed some stuff from the store, so he's going to run to the store real quick. But anyway, um, so anyway, we we go to the, the the Bible school last Bible study last night, vacation Bible school and. We watch the kids sing and put on a skit and all that stuff. And I look around at the audience, and uh, I know people there because I got saved there. And we've gone to church there bunches and bunches of times, even though this is four, four and a half hours away from where we live. This is my wife's family's church. This is where they go. And so we've been a lot. The guy who's the pastor there, Randy Wainwright, went to school with my wife. When we go in, we know people. And I look around the room, and I see a lot of faces I don't know, but I also notice some faces I do know. One of the faces I see is a guy named Scamp Thrift. Scamp used to be a teacher. He taught my wife. And we knew Scamp for a while. My wife's known him since she was a kid. Um, Scamp's wife passed away a while back. And he got, you know, he got he got real upset over that. But... He's friends with everybody in the community. He's friends with everybody's family, and everybody included him. And I'm looking through the crowd, and I see Scamp sitting by himself a few pews up. He's kicked back in the seat, got his legs crossed. It seems like he's having a good time enjoying watching the people that he grew up around and with through the years enjoy this time of fellowship with their kids. And I thought, well, how good is that, that Scamp has like an extended family here with this community and with this church? And, you know, he don't have any kids in this. But this is something for him to do to be a part of their lives and for for them to be a part of his. And it's got to be way better than sitting at the house all by yourself watching Netflix as you're an old man. Right? So anyway, it was good to see all them. Um, My wife's parents had apparently helped out a, a young fella uh, get to the place that didn't have a ride, and they, they, after the the thing with the kids, they we all went over to the fellowship hall, and we had some burgers and hot dogs, and somebody made homemade ice cream, and I, I got off the keto train, and because I figured, hey, I've already had pizza today, I might as well have a burger and a hot dog and some buns and some ice cream. Let's just do this thing, man. And so, I ate some some decent food, and and uh, and the ice cream, the ice cream was fantastic, and uh. It was good to spend that time with them. When we left, we come home, 
It was already late when we got here. My left eye was burning. I took, put some Visine stuff in my eyes, some renewed, renewed eye drops in my eyes. And I was in bed before long. This morning I got up super early. And when I got up, her pa was sitting in the chair in the living room, asleep in the chair. He's been having some trouble with his shoulder. And so uh, I guess uh, it wakes him up in the night, and he'll come in there and sit in the chair and fall back to sleep because sitting up just helps that blood flow of that shoulder a little bit more. And uh, he thinks he he thinks he seriously like rotate he he uh, tore a rotator cuff, which sounds terrible. Um, anyway, uh, I tried not to wake him up. I made some coffee, played around on my phone a little bit. And he eventually woke up, and we we had some breakfast. And uh, I had talked to him about this cedar project, me making these cedar tables and chairs and whatnot, and how I just you know finding the cedar wood was tough. And and he was like, you know, I got some. I think I got a, a tree that's down in my pasture back there. I, I remember seeing it. I remember cutting a piece because it was over where I drive. He said, uh, if you want, we can ride there and see what's back there. And I was like, well, sure. So he got up and got, got moving, and he's like, hey, you want to go see if we can find that wood? I said, sure. And uh, I said, we need to take a, ch- a saw with us? He goes, nah, let's just go out there and look at it. I said, okay, sure. So we rode around, rode around and talked, and we got back there, and we found, sure enough, we found cedar wood. And some of it was already cut up in usable pieces that we could we could haul back, and uh, he also had some cedar um, some cedar planks that he had cut. He used to have a portable sawmill. I know you guys have heard me talk about wishing I'd had a sawmill, and and you know Bicknell's probably listening to this thinking, dude, I had one. Why didn't you say something then? Of course, I didn't get the bug until Donna got me involved with the uh, the cedar slab piece. Something about seeing that giant piece of cedar, as beautiful as it was sparked everything in my imagination to make all this happen so um we went back there we collected some wood put it in the back of the truck and hauled it back here to the house uh we had some other projects going on um we got into working on their car they had a power steering hose that had a hole in it uh needed to replace the hose the hose so we had to, you know, figure out how to get it off, and, and he's got a lift, so we lifted it up and looked underneath and everything, and, and that was pretty cool. Um, I got some video of that lifting up. I got some good video while I was down here, like, recording some stuff. I brought my GoPro because I thought, well, I'll GoPro this going out in the woods, and the GoPro didn't want to act right. And I messed with it for a while, and then I realized, oh, dummy, the battery's dead. So that's on me. My bad. I would have got video of, of going out in the woods and getting that wood and, and all that stuff, but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't plan ahead accordingly. So I'm sorry, but I got some good usable wood. Um, we were able to get the hose off of the car for the most part. There's a bracket that we can't quite get to, and we just decided to cut it, find a replacement hose, and then zip tie the new hose to the old hose because it ain't gonna. It ain't going to matter. Nobody's driving this car but them. Um, I think it's an Oldsmobile Aurora. I think it's got the uh, the 32-valve V8 North Star motor in it. Um, they recently pulled the motor to replace a uh, some kind of seal on it that was leaking. But anyway, all that's done. Her brother Alan come over, the one I was talking about earlier. He come over with, with two lawnmowers and... And he did some work done on both of them, and, and we helped him replace a tire on one of them, uh, get the tire over the rim and the and the tube on there and get it done right and put the new valve on and all that stuff. And he come with us and helped us. He helped me cut up some of that cedar wood, and, and I got videos of all that. I got, I'm going to post all that stuff. 
Got it all strapped down in the back of the truck. And uh, and we've just been enjoying our time, you know. Um, I joked around. Did my camera just reset? Hang on, let me hit the button. Come on, camera. Work right. This is. I need technical difficulties here. You guys are having technical difficulties if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, but I got all that done, and, you know, and it's good. I mean... Now everything's up to par and running right, and, and you know, the the power steering pump hose is ordered. It'll be here, you know, before you know it. Um, we're not going to stick around to fix it because we got to get on the road tomorrow, but um, it's been nice, relaxing. I talked to my friends. We're getting together at Santee Lake next weekend. So look forward to some podcasting fun and, and festivities coming from that. Um, Toy Story 4 came out this weekend. We've already seen from a lot of people that it's a very emotional ending to the Toy Story saga. Apparently uh, people are posting pictures of their kids all smiling before the movie starts. And when it ends, they're all crying because it's a sad ending. So, spoiler alert, if you're going to see Toy Story, just be prepared for that. Um, I got my wife to listen to uh, the first half of Wife of the Party, Leanne Kreischer interviewing Christina Pazinski. Um, we listened to half of it coming down here. We're going to listen to the other half tomorrow. Um, she started listening to it and then took a nap. And then I listened to it for a while by myself. But anywho... Her loss, whatever. I don't mind listening to it twice. It's good. We also listened to Pastor Perry Noble on uh, the Second Chance Church podcast. Um, Listen to his Father's Day special. It was really good. Another good one. And, you know, I got to talking to Bignall last night about the fact that our church is, you know, stuff I've, I've talked about on this podcast about how our church is preaching fear and trying to get people afraid and you know, trying to build their identity around fear and how I didn't agree with it. And he was like, yeah, he said, you know, there's a lot of that going on. And, you know, meanwhile, he's got the Fox News app on his phone that he can click on. Look, seven people died in this plane crash. Oh, no, two people died in this. I said, you're just just perpetuating it right there, man. Stop doing that. You're making yourself crazy. There's better stuff. My dad's got a friend that he he lives near up in Maine. The guy's talking about uh, studying the Torah for years. And he's like, you know, when I study the Torah, like you can study the same text over and over and over again and get different meanings from it because, you know, letters from, from Arabic, sometimes there's letters and sometimes there's numbers and they mean different things. And it's all supposed to be like poetry. It's supposed to be like interpretations and and create discussions so that people talk about it as a community. And, you know, I can't help but wonder if it was all done on purpose so that we all do talk about it. And maybe that's worked. Maybe that was the whole plan all along and it's coming to fruition now. Maybe all of that, you know... All of that Council of Nicaea and whatnot 
when they started writing the Bible, they were like, listen, we got to find a way to do this right because it, it deserves the right attention. Makes you wonder. Um, stuff I heard. Let's talk about stuff I heard. I did listen to uh, a few podcasts from Joe Rogan. He took a little hiatus, and uh, I guess he went hunting or something because i seen some posts of him in, in full camo gear with the bow. Um, episode 1312 he did with Miss Pat. Miss Pat is a hilarious comedian. She is from Atlanta. She talks about, you know, she's been on his podcast many times. She's been on Burt Kreischer's podcast, The Burt Cast. Um, she talks about, you know, when she was younger, she sold drugs in Atlanta. She was called Rabbit. She, you know, grew up uh, with a very rough life, a very rough home situation. Um, and... At a certain point, she turned her life around. She became a comedian, and she's really good. She's really funny. Um, this is a funny episode, too. Uh, episode 1312. Check it out. Uh, if you see Miss Pat in your area, go see her. Tell her you heard her on Joe Rogan or on Burt Kreischer's podcast. She'll get a big kick out of that. Um, go to on YouTube and watch some of her clips. She is a hilarious comedian. Uh, the very next one, episode 1313... He did with Duncan Trussell, and Duncan Trussell and him decided to dress up. Duncan dressed up as like some weird mutant alien guy with dreadlocks and and had these funky glasses on, and I think they had a bubble machine going on, and Joe Rogan has an orange NASA jumpsuit that he wore, and he had sunglasses on, and they were talking about how in some cultures the number 13 is an unlucky number, but in other cultures 13 means it's a very lucky number. And uh, one of the guys was, was explaining how um, you know, just imagine the superstitions of Americans thinking that 13 is unlucky, trying to explain to people from other countries uh, why the 13 isn't there. And Duncan has a story about meeting with the Dalai Lama one time and, and, and him, you know, asking him, well, what happened to the 13th floor? Did they levitate it? Does it is it in the did they somehow make it disappear like magic? You know, and, and he, he's there trying to explain it. And uh, and it's just, it's hilarious, you know, because other people look at that and like, what? That doesn't make any sense. The 13th floor isn't gone. They just numbered it. They just went from 12 to 14, which is weird. Even Joe talks about how uh, Sturgill Simpson has a song that says, 1410, I still know, I still know what's up, what, you know, what, what room number I'm in or something like that. Um, and Duncan also talks about a story about the Dalai, about the, not Dalai Lama, about, uh, Gandhi. He's like, there's a, there's a story about Gandhi. And this one kind of hit me, like, like it made me think. They're, they're talking about religions, and they're talking about people's ideologies and, and you know, faith and, and that kind of thing. And, and they were talking about, you know, did you ever hear the one about Gandhi um, giving a discussion and, you know, people coming up, you know, asking for sage advice, and this woman comes with her son, and she's like, she's like, you know, sir, I, I need your help because they're, is there any way you can help my son stop eating sugar? He eats way too much sugar. And Gandhi looks at him and he says, come back in one month. And she's like, okay, I don't understand what, why i got to come back in one month. But she leaves and she comes back a month later and she's like, uh, she's like okay, you know, can, can you help my son stop eating sugar? And he looks at the boy and he goes, stop eating sugar. And she's like, okay, why couldn't you do that a month ago? He said, well, I had to see if I could do it first. kind of interesting 
makes you think. Makes you think about where people are in the world and what their motivations are and and uh, what they're capable of, right? Or maybe it's just a funny story that that for some reason I I find humorous. Anywho, all that being said, um, I have found a guy that I was friends with in high school, a guy named John Floyd. He is retired from the military now, and his family apparently makes honey. And he put a thing on Facebook with pictures of the Floyd Family Honey Company. Uh, Does anybody want some fresh honey? I have some with honeycomb in it. And I reached out and said, yeah, that'd be great. You know, he's offering it up for, I think it's $10 a a jar, you know, trying to make some money for the labor of love. And uh, I didn't hear back from him. And I kept thinking, well, I wonder what happened to that. Well, they apparently jarred him now, and and he reached out to me today, and he said, hey, buddy, you still still down for some honey? And I was like, absolutely. So we touched base, and we're going to get together this coming Wednesday. And I haven't seen John in a long, long time, and I'm looking forward to seeing him, so... Uh, John, if you're out there, um, listening, uh, looking forward to seeing you, buddy. So, got that going on. Future Lake trip coming on. Uh, expect a wild podcast, I'm sure, with the guys, even though we're going to be relaxed because we're on vacation. Kind of like this. But, you know, obviously louder because Josh Treadaway will be there. <clears throat> Shout out to Josh Treadaway. Um, but this is lovely. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I am continuing to watch the House of Cards last season. Um, it's getting better. You know, I told you it was just crap so far. It got better, but it, it got better late. I think it got better late to the point that it lost viewership and and it would explain why they canceled the show, um, not just because of the Kevin Spacey thing, but... You built the the whole show around a guy. He's gone, and a lot of other characters are gone, and it just sort of, it, you know, it, it it ran its course. So, um, they did a better job with the second half of this season. I only have like two episodes left or three episodes left. So, you know, kudos to the House of Cards writers. You guys had a tremendous hurdle to get around. Um, I could see what you were doing, but it just took you too long to get there. You had too much playing out to get there. So, anyway, it's done. Can't redo it right now, right? So, hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for uh, watching or listening. And um, whatever your device you're on, uh, I do appreciate all the, the support and the words of encouragement. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And this is the part now where I say... Cue the cow.